you have an asshole in your team and it's your fault. It's your fault. They're there. And it's your fault. They're causing problems within your organization. What are you going to do about it? Please tell me you've done something about it. If you haven't, Bob and I have answers for you. So we're going to start a series on assholes, Bob. Uh, do you think we can cover that cleanly, clearly for our listeners? Without obfuscation? Uh, <laughs> See, we can't, we can't even make it in less than 60 seconds. <laughs> I know. Metacasters, I'm in a little bit of a feisty old guy dad joke ish kind of mood today and josh uh, josh has been trying to he's doing his best to sort of deal with me like it not poke the bear and i appreciate it um, it is difficult but yeah so assholes and we're going to talk today about what to do when you're the leader and you realize oh boy this person that i hired they are just like not right. fun to work with they're yep. not good with their peers yeah they might be the best whatever the team does but man they're an asshole and what do you do about it probably the most common thing that bob and i have seen is do nothing because perhaps <laughs> the, the, the output is so high or you don't want to deal with the asshole because they're an asshole and it's hard to it's hard to coach someone like that. So you take the easy way out and just leave it be. So unfortunately, we've seen that a lot. And oftentimes, Bob and I get calls when a leader chooses to do nothing in a situation like that. So first, let's talk about what happens when you do choose to do nothing. Bob, what, what, what happens to the team, to the org? What's the problem that that creates? I think in anything, not just dealing with assholes, but dealing with any like a uh, complex problem or a complex challenge, uh, like a pro new project or the board is asking for something new. So it's, it's not just about personalities. Um, it's a lot of folks go to inaction, right? A, a lot of folks go to, you know, let's do nothing or hope for the best or hopeful thinking. And I think that's a bad leadership. It's an avoidance pattern in leaders. Right. It's an easy, it's an easy path. It's an easy path pattern for leaders. And what happens is it just gets worse. I used to think, Josh, I wonder if, you, if you, how you'll resonate with this. I used to think that I was ahead of the curve as a leader. You may have heard me say this, like by the time, you know, by the time I'm sensing issues, I'm like, oh, the, the world is not aware of them. So let's say we have an asshole. By the time that I detect the asshole and then I decide maybe to do something about it. I'm like, oh, you know, no one else notices because mm -hmm. I'm so t I'm so tuned in <laughs> to the DNA of the team that I'm way ahead of the curve. I, I was young, Josh. I was young and I was wet behind the ears. Then, then somewhere early on, I was like, you know what? I'm the last to know. And that changed my entire, I'm like, I can't wait, <laughs> right? If I'm the last to know, well, then everyone else knows there's the asshole and they know that I'm not doing anything about it. And last time I checked, if I looked in, at my watch, I'm the leader. So I need to do something about it. So my point is, that's a wordy way of saying that it, that it, get wor it gets worse. Uh, it undermines the team. It undermines, and it's not just narrow to a team. 
like an asshole on a scrum team is going to permeate out into other scrum teams. They're going to set a role model to other. They're going to they're going to aggravate others. It's it's sort of like a a virus or something. I think it's just going to get worse. Yeah, you're you are creating a monster when you choose inaction because you're telling the rest of the organization that it's okay to operate like this. Yep. And heaven forbid this person gets a promotion or a role change <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Exactly. That which, uh, which which has happened and I've seen happen quite often. Then the rest of the organization looks at that and says like, okay, so if I want to get ahead here in this organization, I have to act like that. That's my role model. So when Bob yeah. said role model, that is 100% accurate because you are highlighting to the rest of your team, the rest of your organization, like, Hey, this is okay. And sometimes people even like, yeah, like we're going to celebrate this. We're going to give this person a team lead role. And then that just creates so much damage. And then as an employee, you start to wonder like, why, 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 why would I work here? And right. it becomes a cancerous situation. Like if, if that's okay, then why would I work here? Why would I choose to be here where this is not only determined to be okay, but encouraged? So at that point, you're well, going no. to have good people opt out. Good people are going to opt out, but, and you're going to attract more assholes. Oh, yeah. So, good point. so, so it's, you're going to, it's like, oh, who's the asshole going to hire? Another asshole. I'm just, I'm, I'm kidding and I'm not. Yeah, that, I mean, it's be careful what you honor. That's what you're going to get. You're setting a, Josh, we've talked about culture shaping. Leaders shape the culture. In this case, we're shaping what we're looking for and, and you're amplifying that. You're rewarding that. So absolutely. One of the, and I've said a million times about culture, it's what you permit and what you promote. So you're permitting this person to be an asshole. And then again, like I said, heaven forbid you promote this person, that's a double whammy. And so now your culture is in the tank. Like you can never expect to have a great culture. The only thing you can do to potentially revive that culture, and you've got a long uphill battle at this point, is get rid of that person. So you have to decide we are no longer going to permit assholes here. And you're going to take a big hit. And people are going to say like, oh, you can't fire that person because they know everything. And the number of places where I've been where the biggest jerk knows everything, and it's clear that they know everything and they retain that knowledge so others don't have it so that they can be retained. The number of places where I've been told, if you were to fire that person, our product will collapse. The number of times I've actually fired that person and the product has collapsed is zero. And it was never even close. They are not this superhuman that's holding everything together, even though there's a perception that they are. That's a perception that they're creating to continue to reinforce their place within the company. So you have to be bold. You, you, you have to stick your neck out and say, we aren't going to take it anymore. You know, go back to twisted sister in the eighties for those of you that oh were my alive God. back then. <laughs> and we're not going to take it. And this is not, and you will be amazed at the response. You will be amazed at everybody that is like, well, number one, it took you long enough, but number two, thank you. And then there's an acceleration. The old addition through subtraction kicks in and it's a, it's a real thing and you'll start to feel things get better. 
And that, again, that sets the tone within your organization of like, this is not who we're going to be. But if you haven't done it and you've held on to that person for a long time, you have a long ways to go. That, that, that culture change is going to take years for you to unwind all the times that you've said and shown it's okay for this asshole to be here. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you went into the, uh, the too valuable thing. Uh, I was going to challenge it as well, Josh. I, I, I don't think as a leader, it's, it's wrongheaded thinking for you to think anyone is more valuable individually than the team. Whether they're an asshole, whether they're an art, whether they're the kindest, nicest architect in the world, as a leader to say this person is the glue across everyone sends the wrong message to your to your teams. Uh, no, that whole they're not more valuable. You as a leader, you need to have the courage uh, to look at that single point of failure and do something about it. Now, if they're an asshole and they're they're cancerous, then then you want to remove them. You want to terminate them. Uh, if it's just someone who has a really key role, has been around for a long time, then you want to dilute them. You want to encourage them to share those ideas with others. You want to grow people around them. But I think that's a really bad mindset you can have, uh, you know, independent of their personality. And then they ask, the other thing is, I don't think it takes that long. I, I think that's an excuse for a lot of leaders. You can, I mean, there's HR processes. So it, everyone, I'm not naive. You have to follow whatever your HR process is. Uh, and some HR processes are onerous, but so you have to follow that to terminate someone, but just do it. I mean, I've, I've terminated people on soft skills. It's easier to terminate people on hard skills. <laughs> like how right. do you term, right? What, what's the degree? You're a third degree asshole. <laughs> you're, 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 a, you're a fifth degree asshole. Right. Uh, and then, the, you know, and I need you to improve your assholeness or something. So how do you, how do you articulate that in a PIP? I, but I, you can you can do that. So you do not have to keep them around. Into, I think that's actually sort of a an excuse for that comfort zone of they are invaluable. Oh yeah, right? yeah. There's yeah, there, there there's a ton of reasons why people avoid the difficult work to remove yep. someone from an organization. One of the things that I want to talk about because I I have this fundamental belief that people are good people and no one comes into work wanting to ruin somebody's day. So that person isn't inherently a bad person. What has happened is they have been rewarded for being a bad person. So their leaders have reinforced like, Hey, when you act this way, it's okay. And Oh, Oh, you're getting things done because you're acting that way. Sure. Fine. Good. Go ahead. So one of the things that you have to be careful of, maybe you walk into an organization and there aren't any assholes. Good. Congratulations. Now, what you can't be is an enabler. You can't allow those little things to happen where that where that person is going to take that signal like, 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 oh, wait a minute. If I act like this, it's okay. Like, this is a lot easier yeah. if I just like do it on my own and ignore everybody else. And, you know, maybe I don't. Uh, deliver on the quality but oh i get the thing done and i'm rewarded for that oh i got a bonus oh so now then uh folks will start to tune in on that because everybody has their own drivers of what decides how they operate within a workplace and yep. not everybody is emotionally aware of the effects that their actions may have on on others so it's your job as a leader to prevent assholes from being born because if there is one that is born within your organization, it is your fault. 
because you allowed or potentially empowered that to happen. Right. So every day is a test on should I allow this or should I not? And then if I'm not going to allow it because it doesn't align with our core values or this is just like total jerky behavior, forget values. Yep. It's like you just don't treat people like that. What am I going to do about it? And every time you let it slide, you open the door for an asshole to walk through, for an asshole to be born and walk through and say, here I am. So every day you have a challenge to prevent this. So there's so much work that goes into not just the removal of someone, but the, but preventing them from ever becoming a thing. Well, let me, let me build on that too, Josh. I, I recently wrote, read something about giving feedback, I think for leaders, I forget it was a newsletter or something by somebody, hmm. uh, but, but it was talking, but, but I think, so, so here's the premise. What if they don't know they're an asshole? Right. <laughs> and, and, and Metacasters, this is something I, so I've discovered things in a long career. One, I look at someone, I'm like, oh my God, what an asshole. And then I give them feedback and they don't know it. And I'm thinking to myself, holy crap, how can you not know that you are an arrogant ass? I mean, you, you are breathing it. And, and, but they don't know. And what's happened is there's the growing side and no one's giving them feedback. No leader has had the freaking wherewithal courage to give them feedback. So they've, so they've just, they've just been what they are. They've just be, you know, they've, they've shown up the way they are. And, and probably 80% of the time when I have that conversation, the person is like, oh my gosh, I need to change. So they take that feedback. I mean, after a little bit of like, like shock yeah. and awe, they, they take that feedback and they do something. So they were, an, they were an and they didn't know they were an asshole and they can change and they change very quickly because now they're self-aware of it. Uh, now there's another 20%. I don't know what the percentages are. It could be larger where they know it and they love it and they're embracing it. And that's your termination path. So if we're talking, yeah. I think we went, I think we went too quickly to turn in our order of discussion. We went to termination. I think we go to feedback and how first and, and give that sort of that crisp, that radically candid feedback to folks. I've been amazed at people who didn't, who didn't, weren't aware. Uh, I've been amazed that they weren't aware of, of where they were, uh, but give them that feedback and then, and then keep your fingers crossed. And, and that's a wonderful transition if they can change yeah because very often they have incredible value and you've coached them in that direction i think that is a positive ripple effect in the org as well is seeing people i mean people are seeing the the outcomes of your coaching the outcomes of your leadership style yeah i i, I have tremendous empathy for assholes because the reality is they've been mistreated by leaders yeah they have not received the feedback that they should have that they deserve to to understand the long-term challenges that their habits are going to create because that's what happens is like i build up habits and no one tells me it's wrong and it's working and i'm getting promotions and things are happening so i'm assuming things are good and so at that point like i just get really mad at the previous leader because they they just took the easy way out and potentially set that employee up for long-term pain within their within their career so like you have a duty to that member of your organization yeah. to help them 
establish a career path that is strong and that is solid as opposed to like, Oh dear Lord, who's going to hire you because you're a complete asshole. You know, so we're stuck with you, you know, because like if we fire you, like you, you might never get a job that uh, because we've chosen inaction and that has created this, this collection of habits that are very difficult to deal with. So you need to be, you have a responsibility as a leader to have that discussion with that person, because otherwise you are doing them a complete disservice because it is going to prevent them from being able to achieve some of their goals, unless they have this magical talent of finding asshole enabling companies over and over again. And, and while there are, there, there are many that are out there, um, it's hopefully shrinking and hopefully this episode can help shrink that over time. Uh, real quick. Another, another point is uh, I think everyone speaking for myself, everyone is an asshole for some short period of time. So uh, Metacasters, I don't want you to overact. Oh, Bob Galen was an asshole for five minutes. Well, get used to that. (laughs) Josh has gotten used to that. So that doesn't make me a, you know, a global thermonuclear asshole. I'm just, I have those moments. So I would say give people grace that, that we all have moments where we're going to be a little snarky, et cetera, or, you know, so don't overreact to the feedback. Uh, don't have, don't be like an asshole eradicator. <laughs> like, like your alarm goes <laughs> off and then you, then you bring the hammer down. Yeah. The second thing I wanted to bring up and, and I just want to tee it up for Josh is I think part of prevention is being really selective of who you hire, mm. like the hiring process or the, and or the onboarding process. Uh, so we've been talking about they're in the organization and sometimes you inherit an organization. That's fine. Uh, but once you start setting the culture, I think you want to hire the right people and you yeah. probably want to come up with some mechanisms for detecting. And I think you can detect this in the interview process. Josh, any reactions to that? Yeah. One of my key tools is ensuring that this person can receive feedback. Yeah. Because that's ultimately what you want to be able to do is you want to know that it's going to be comfortable it's never easy, but you can confidently have a discussion with somebody and the feedback is going to be received. Now, people sometimes when there's negative things, they always have a reaction and sometimes it's not always the best. But over time, really good employees, that amount of time where there's a visceral reaction of like, what are you talking about, Bob? That quickly fades away to like, mm, okay, gotcha. Ah, Sorry. Yeah, I'm not going to act like that anymore. Thanks thanks for telling me. Thanks for letting me know because that's not who I want to be. And I have this blind spot to it. So you shining a light on it was a huge thing. So make sure during your hiring process that feedback is a capable thing that they can handle. Otherwise, that just makes things harder. So that's a huge part of the hiring process that I work through. And there's, there's tips and tricks that I've done where we challenge people when we know they're right. And we want to see how they handle that. Do, do they thoughtfully respond or is it like lashing out and various options like that? So that's a, that's a tool that I use to prevent that from, from happening. You're going to do your best. You're going to have some swings and misses. Uh, but you know, one of the things I've lived by is hire slow and fire fast. So be sure about the folks that you're hiring. Don't rush it. Don't, like, oh, we gotta get this role filled. Let's just get let's yeah, just get a button yeah. seat. Like that's those are those are dangerous choices. 
Well, as a leader, we're, you're shaping your culture. We, there, if there's a meta theme through this episode, one of them is the fact that you're a culture shaper. So what you do, what you tolerate, what you take action on, slow action sets the culture, fast action sets the culture. All of those things are shaping your culture. There's a book I, I called the No, no Asshole Rule. Uh, it was written by a Stanford professor at least 10 years ago. He had some follow-up because the title did so well, Josh, imagine that, that, that I think he has like, and avoiding assholes too, <laughs> part de and part trois and things like that. So, uh, but I, I actually, I, I've read parts of the book a long time ago, but I subscribe to this notion of no assholes allowed. So on the hiring process, I want to prevent them uh, as a leader. I want to prevent the entry. And I want to, if I have them, if I've inherited them, I want to do something with them. I either want to turn them into non-assholes or I want them to find a place where they're, they can take their assholery somewhere else. Uh, but it's a no asshole rule because I, I just think there's nothing that can that can justify that to me in a team context when I'm trying to build a team, when I'm when I'm trying to build a constructive team. Josh, what do you think? Man, no yeah, I, yes, amen. Let's get the freaking fork out. I mean, that's a fantastic yeah. way to wrap this up. So before we do stick the fork into it, next episode is going to stay with this theme, except. What do you do when you have a peer that's an asshole where it's not your fault that that person's there, but you got to deal with them on a daily basis? What do you do? How do you handle that? So we're going to continue our asshole so, theme. <laughs> so the peer, how yeah. about the boss? Can we go up? We can go sure. sideways yeah. Yeah. and we can yeah. go up next episode. All right, Metacasters from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina. And from beautiful downtown Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. With a big old hyphen in between. I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake and bake. Take care, y'all. <laughs>